He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke. And he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get food again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Woo! You know what it means when we have that high-speed intro. And uh, we have a packed show for you today. Right now, we have our good friend Jody Gould with the Tejas Smoke Depot on the line. Following that, immediately following that, we're going to have our good friend, another good friend, Tara Petch with Moms for Liberty to tell us about their great show, uh, their great um, program and meeting coming up on third this coming Monday night. And then following that, more information for you. Tom Glass is going to be calling uh, probably from the Capitol and giving us, giving us an update on border security issues. So let's get right to it. Good morning, Jody. Good morning, Matt. I'm telling you, we got some moisture out there. It looks like it wants to rain today. We could sure use that, huh? Yes, sir. We sure can. Other than somebody turned up the air conditioner. <laughs> I know it was uh, it was weird stepping out this morning. I opened the door and then I closed it and I grabbed a hoodie and opened the door again. So that it's one of those days, folks. Um, yeah. So Jody Gould is the owner, operator, pri- proprietor, along with her family, and now Joe are part of the and i said joe again didn't i john for crying out loud john well you know people are going to remember that because i mess it up every single time um and so john now is uh taking a bigger role in uh, running that organization and so we're really this is probably exciting for y'all uh tell us about the products the tejas smoke depot carries jody well, we have a large variety of fine tobacco products, fine cigars, fine pipe tobaccos, um, roll-your-own tobaccos, um, pre-rolled cigarettes, of course, the premium brands, and then, of course, there's under-premiums for those that cannot afford those higher-priced cigarettes anymore. Um, snuff, chew, anything in between just about that goes along with tobacco products, and all the accessories that go along with your cigars and your pipes. And you roll your own um, products, and uh, we have snacks and drinks, beer and wine, of course, and uh, little gift items for anybody that's on the road. We have bandanas and sunglasses. Not a big selection, but enough to get you where you got to go. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, we, we've got a, a full house for sure. We can't fit any much more in there. <laughs> All right, so we, um, we're we coming up, uh, this is Easter weekend, and we have, I understand you're going to be having some specials. Tell us about any specials you might be having. Well, this weekend we're going to do fine cigars, uh, pipe tobaccos, and accessories on sale uh, for the Easter holiday. The people gathering with their family and friends, they can take them a, you know, a little cigar and have a smoke out on the porch or whatever with their family, and then also we're uh, coming up upon our Customer Appreciation Week uh, that I needed to mention. Um, That's going to be the week of April 17th through the 22nd, and we've been putting this off for a couple months, waiting for some prettier days to get Uh people out to enjoy uh, our specials that we're going to run all week long, the 17th through the 22nd, and we'll have snacks and discounts and uh, surprise bags and for, um, you know, all different 
items in the store. So, right. you know, we're looking forward to celebrating 26 years in business with all of our fine customers. All right. That sounds great. Now, one of the things we do here every week is we have a phrase that pays and if you use that phrase that pays during that week then uh, you will get a discount almost immediately and then once a month we have a drawing of those who gave us the phrase that pays and uh, today is the day who is our uh, monthly winner uh this month's winner is michael hathaway he's been a Michael for us for a while and Hathaway. Again. Yes, sir. Hathaway. Michael Hathaway. That's kind of like what? Who was that? The Beverly Hillbillies, wasn't that Mrs. Hathaway? <laughs> I think that's like right. That. Maybe that's yeah. uh, Mrs. Hathaway's daughter. You're I always thought she was kind of cute, you know, in a, in a strange <laughs> way. So, what is the pra- the phrase that pays for this week? You know, I wait for this every year. It's April showers bring May flowers, and well, hallelujah, we're getting some. April showers bring May flowers. And what do May flowers bring? Um, summer. <laughs> May flowers bring pilgrims. April oh. showers bring May flowers. <laughs> and there you go. Oh, May flower. I got it. There you go. That one went right over my head. <laughs> April showers bring May flowers. Man, the flowers have already started popping. Folks, yeah. um, we need to tell you where the uh, Smoke Depot is. Um, if you're on Main Street, heading west on Main Street, and you get down to the end of Main Street where the Y is, you want to go off to the left, and there on the left is the uh, down uh, down a wee bit on the left, you'll find the Tejas Smoke Depot. they got a church bench sitting out on the uh, front deck there. If you have your kids in the truck, Go ahead and make a counterclockwise circle around the building, and they'll pull you right up to the window where John or any of the awesome people that are there will be absolutely glad to help you with your purchase. Uh, Give us your hours, and then we need to go. Jody? Uh, We're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., and closed on Sunday. There you go, Sunday for the Lord. So, yes, thank sir. you, Have Jody. A happy Easter, everybody. All right, there we go. Y'all go check them out this weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you later, Jody. Thank you, ma'am. All right, thank you, ma'am. He doesn't All right. just complain into a Stay microphone. Stay tuned. Blah 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 blah. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. <laughs> The Hill Country Patriot. All right, folks, we are back. You're listening to the Matt Long Show. I'm still Matt Long. You're listening to the Hill Country Patriot on your FM dial at 104.3, 102.1 in the Hill Country, always streaming live at hillcountrypatriot.com. In fact, I have proof of it. My mom is in Northern Ireland. It is tea time in Castle Rock, and uh, she is listening right now. So anywhere in the world, you can be listening to Tara Patch if you're streaming on hillcountrypatriot.com. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Matt. Man, it's so good to hear from you. We get to visit quite often, and I get you on the air every now and then. But um, Tara, um, Tara Patch, if folks, if you don't know her name, uh, 
a little over a year ago, she started seeing some strange things in her kids' schools, and uh, she, being a, uh, a a recovering teacher and even a, a school administrator, decided to get up and as a parent and do something about it. Tara, is that a is that an appropriate introduction? Uh, pretty much, yes, sir. So tell us, uh, what have you done, Moms for Liberty? Um, you've got a meeting coming up. What's the? Uh, I, here's a dozen question. What is the latest on what is happening with our school book issue in Fredericksburg? Oh goodness, Matt. Um, it's been a it's been a pretty wild week. Um, I say that you know nothing shocks me anymore, but this the events that have transpired have left me pretty speechless but uh let me tell you on monday um we are going to have our next moms for liberty chapter meeting it's going to be at st joseph's hall and we were going to focus on do kind of a parent empowerment education on uh, mental health because we always we want our parents to be involved in the schools we want them to know what's going on so we were going to talk about mental health in the schools um uh and so that's that's our main focus but last week um, we discovered that a new book review committee uh, was formed. Um, so not the one that has the 24 people that, is, that have been voting every single especially explicit book back into our schools, but a new one was created. And a new one was created because a year ago, um, it, in March, we just turned into April, so it's been just over a year, and you were there, you were at the meeting. I watched mm-hmm. the YouTube video recording that we had last year, where we had some really strong leadership from our superintendent and our administrative team at FISD. And they, and they said, it was a bittersweet video, Matt. They said that night, sexually explicit, pervasively vulgar, and educationally unsuitable books have no place in FISD. Mm-hmm. So that night, 10 books were removed that mm-hmm. fell under that category. Well, Quick catch up, you know, this last October, somebody didn't like that decision in town, so they filed a grievance. This is a community member, not a parent, filed the grievance in October. Five school board um, members, which is the majority, voted uh, to grant her grievance. Those 10 books went through another review in FISD. And so we weren't sure when it was going to happen. They had six months to review the books again. We weren't happy about that decision because they were quote, permanently removed. That's what they said. I watched mm-hmm. the video again last night. But those books were brought back in. We found out last week a new book review committee reviewed them. And Matt, these are books that I found in my son's middle school that glamorize uh, inappropriate sexual relationships between teachers and students. Mm. All 10 of those books were voted back in to our middle school and our high school. Look- so that was a pretty big blow. You know, let me ask you this, and you may not know the answer, um, but there was a reading committee. You referred to it. Um, uh, I remember you and and Tracy, and I think Edith was. Is Edith McCandless on that uh, reading committee as well? That no, original no, I'm, one. I'm not on. I am not on the reading committee, and oh. neither is Edith. Oh, no. okay. Tracy is. And there's a couple other parents that we know on there, and the rest is made up of um, teachers, administrators, and some community members in town. So the, the other, the we, so we had, so we had a reading committee. In fact, I tried to attend 
a meeting yes. of the reading committee once, and we were not uh, the public was not allowed to attend, and so we we were mm-hmm. sent uh, 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 with our tails tucked um, out the front door. So the members of that committee, and I know you know some of them, were they informed that their reading committee had been dissolved? Um, no, they, no. They had the first thing. The first thing that I did was I reached out to the people that I do know on the committee, and I said, "Wait a minute, these ten books. It says on the FISC website they were brought. They were all voted back in. Mm-hmm. Did y'all meet? Did I not know? They're like, what are you talking about? We have no idea. Well, come to find out, asked a couple questions." And a new committee of seven people um, was created. And so I don't know if the other ones dissolved. We don't know what's going on with that. There's no communication at this point. There's been some questions asked. But, again, it, just, it wasn't a transparent process. Who is on this committee? We will hopefully know soon. We have submitted a PIR to get those names because I want to know. As a parent, I'm sending my kids to these schools. And morals matter. The morality of this that they think whoever is doing this, they think that these are appropriate materials for my children to read? Mm-hmm. No. No. I, I No. <laughs> We're back to square one, Matt. We're starting all over again. So that's why on Monday we need the community to come. We need to have some sort of, you know, discussions. We need to catch people up. We need to let people ask questions. We need to have action steps. We need to figure out what is going on with the morality in this town that there are people that think that these graphic books are appropriate for our children, while our test scores and our academics are, are lacking right now. I mean, we want an academic focus. That's what we send our children to school, and that is it. I'm, it, it, this is just so much. This just goes, it just is so unbelievable, every step mm-hmm. we take through this. Um, it tells us also how important our school board elections are. Um, we've got yeah. one of the candidates uh, for school board uh, is going to be in the studio with us Monday, Dennis McCandless. And I know Moms for Liberty, have, have you officially endorsed him? Are you backing um, uh, Dennis McCandless? Where does Moms for Liberty stand with Dennis? Um, yes, sir. Moms for Liberty is has officially endorsed Dennis McCandless. And, you know, um, we gave every school board candidate an option an, an, an option to fill out our, our uh, survey, mm-hmm. our questionnaire. Um, we offered every single one of them to meet with us and our executive team uh, to get to know them and see if they were strong parental rights advocates. And um, it's unfortunate that Dennis was the only one that took us up on that opportunity, but Dennis is the guy. I mean, like, Dennis is, you know, the the thing that I like about Dennis is that, of course, he is going to work hard for parental rights. He's going to work hard to protect our children, but he's also going to work for our teachers. We do have some outstanding teachers. My children, I love their teachers, and they love our kids, and those teachers want help they don't agree with this stuff either and so he's going to work for all of them and you know what he's going to do what's right based on you know what he thinks is right he's not going to be pushed around he's not going to be influenced he he's not going to listen to anybody except you know he's going to make decisions on his own on what he thinks are the right things to do for parents teachers and kids and those those are the kind of people that we need in there that aren't going to fall to pressure 
or, you know, worry about what these people are going to think or whatever. He's going to do what's right. And at the end of the day, you know, our whole chapter um, voted, our chapter voting members, and not one person had a, um, had uh, you know, disagreed with the endorsement. So that's who we are endorsing. And he will be there on Monday. So we encourage people to come early at 530, St. Joseph's Hall on Monday, and meet Dennis. Ask your questions. Get to know him. See what you think. Right. Um, but we is super important that we get him elected to the school board. So let's talk about your uh, chapter meeting uh, this coming Monday. It's going to you just said that the meet and greet uh, for Dennis is going to start at 530. Um, the you have two great speakers lined up, um, Mr. Uh, O'Loughlin and uh, mm-hmm. a good friend of mine, Monica Klein. So tell us about these two people and why. What, why should we go hear them? Why are they special? Well, you know, I, to me, they're the experts. You know, it's like Dr. Dan O'Loughlin, I think it's been 40 years he's been a licensed psychologist. He's a Fredericksburg, you know, he's our very own, you know, resident Fredericksburg psychologist here in town. Mm-hmm. And he's seeing a lot of concerning things. Him is a licensed psychologist. He believes, you know, and I won't speak for him so much, but I know that we've kind of talked that, you know, we need to leave the mental health stuff to the experts. Mm-hmm. We're asking our teachers to take on more of a workload, we're, you know, on, in the SEL and the mental health, and then we're pulling our kids from academic classes to get this. We're, we send our kids to school to get academics. If a child needs mental health um, help, if they're, you know, have depression or anything, Schools need to give those resources and those names to the parents and let them take care of that. Go see Dr. O'Loughlin. You know, let him help you. That's what they went to school for, and that's what they're certified for. So he's going to talk about some of the mental health concerns that he sees in in schools. Um, He's been very active in Austin, which is great. So he's the expert. You know, don't listen to me about it. You know, I'm just a parent, right? (laughs) Uh, Don't listen to me to the expert you know we hear that a lot at the capitol oh you're just a parent you know that's that's what we kind of you know get um and then monica klein you know she's been through this you know her original her story is just amazing and if people haven't heard her story about where she started out and all of the training that she went through planned parenthood and all of the uh harmful materials and damage that children um that, that children go through not with mental health stuff, but she's also going to touch on how these library books are harmful to our children, their mental health. They should not be exposed to this stuff. So I'm super excited to have them there. We need parents to come out and get involved. They need to hear that, you know, in high school, the mental health program your child is getting, and Dr. O'Loughlin may touch on this, is, you know, it's funded and supported by Lady Gaga. I mean, mm. you know, she's not the pillar of mental health, bless her, you know. Yeah. But it's like, you know, we parents need to know what their children are learning in school. And so we're it, it's just a big education night. We want parents to come. We want the community to come and um, and get an update on all of that. All right, folks. Um, we uh, Tara, we are 100% completely out of time. Folks, uh, Monday night at uh, 5.30 at St. Joseph's Hall in Fredericksburg, uh, the meeting of Moms for Liberty, Gillespie County. Thank you, Tara. Got to let you go. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot.
All right, folks, we are back. I told you we had a busy today. Today, we just heard from Tara Patch and what's going on in our schools and your opportunity to find out more about it Monday night at 530 at St. Joseph's Hall. Um, but right now, from, I imagine, are you under the pink dome right now, Mr. Tom Glass? Not at this moment. Not at this moment, but you're headed there, I'm assuming? <laughs> I'm, I'm there when I need to be there during the session. You you certainly are. In fact, I need to ask you, uh, Tom, uh, The I have seen you. I've been going to the Capitol now. This is my fifth legislative session to be engaged. I really ought to call it the fourth. The first one, I was just wandering around like a goldfish in a giant fish tank. Um, but I have seen you and been there and gotten to know you um, through these five sessions. What What is it exactly? Why are you at the Capitol all the time when I see you there? What, what do you do? Uh, I Well, I started doing full-time the same time you did, five mm-hmm. sessions ago, uh, at, right after I retired uh, from ExxonMobil. But uh, what, I, what I started off doing is I just wanted to be involved in pushing liberty-oriented uh, issues that I cared about uh, when I was retired. And uh, when I showed up, they said, uh, I said, I've got some good ideas. You want to hear them? And they said, uh, who are you with? <laughs> oh, I, okay. Uh, okay. You don't care about my ideas. You will care about my political clout. Uh, so, okay. I understand how this game is played. So I started creating Facebook groups <laughs> to, uh-huh. uh, align with my interest. The biggest group that created was Texas constitutional enforcement. And we had not, now we have a website and we got 8,000 folks that are uh, in the group uh, on Facebook and got a pretty good sized mailing list as well. And uh, we focus on pushing back on the feds when they violate the constitution. We've expanded this time around into border security. We've expanded the last session into medical freedom. And uh, this time uh, also expanded pushing back on the great reset, which is uh, the globalist uh, financial pressures trying to run people Texas lives uh, instead of our, the people of Texas through our representatives. So that's kind of the general area. I've also uh, worked on protecting the Texas grid uh, with a, another group. But those are my big er- areas of uh, interest and focus. Man, you sound just like one of us, Tom. I've known, I've known it all along. You were just one of us, even though you are better dressed than most of us, that uh, uh, fle- <laughs> fledglings that go up to the Capitol. I always tease uh, Tom Glass about his uh, c- uh, clothing and his suits, and, man, he is one sharp-dressed man. Let's talk about your the border security. I have an update that is... Uh, about three weeks old uh, from you, March 11th, uh, that I printed up last night, and it has to do with border security efforts at the Texas legislature. Can you give us a more up-to-date version of that? Where is uh, the Senate and where is the House, and what are the what are the prospects of coming together on a good border security effort by Texas? Well, this is, uh, thanks. Uh, I'm very excited uh, that we are going to be able to do something substantive on the border this uh, session. Uh, the latest news is that yesterday, uh, Lois Kokorst, uh, State Senator Lois Kokorst, legislative declaration of cartel invasion, which is the bill number is SCR 23, uh, passed out of the Border Security Committee in the Senate. 
uh, and I'm pretty sure it was unanimous uh, all at the hearing that the two border Dems that are Democrats that are on the committee said they intended to vote for it. Uh, the uh, in in the House, the big legislation is uh, has been designated by the Speaker with a low number. It's HB 20, which means the Speaker's in favor of it, uh, and that's by Matt Schaefer. And he is doing a, a border a border protection unit, creating a new border protection unit to take pressure off of uh, the part-time National Guard guys that are being pulled away from their jobs all over Texas, and away from the, and taking it off of the DPS who are being redeployed to the border from their uh, out from our communities, you know, that don't live on the border down there, and disrupting their lives and uh, reducing what kind of law enforcement we have with the rest of the state. So he's saying we need a professional unit that is focused on the border. And he also wants to, the, that unit to focus on repelling at the border uh, to make sure that uh, all the pathologies that come along with uh, the, at the border are, can be stopped. Well, mm-hmm. Essentially, Texas is going to, the objective here of, of HB 20, and I think of what, uh, Lois Cokehorst is doing with her legislative declaration, SCR 23, is to uh, make it where Texas can independently uh, act to ensure that uh, if you're going to come into Texas, you must come through a port of entry. We're not going to let you come in between the ports of entry anymore. Uh, And we're going to, so Matt Schaefer provides the resources through HB 20, uh, and uh, Lois Cokehorst Single document that gets us to where we can act independently without the feds coming in and saying no, you can't. Uh, the whole, people say, well, why are you having to declare an invasion? What's what's up with that? And the reason for that is that uh, we've had this uh, back in the Obama administration when Obama wasn't enforcing the border, not near to the degree that Biden isn't now. But when he wasn't doing, Arizona tried to enforce. Uh, to, uh, tried to take uh, it on their own to get the, the, their citizen security. And the mm-hmm. way they did it is they said, we're going to duplicate immigration, federal immigration law in Arizona law. Okay. And we're going to have our, our state and local enforce immigration law that's embodied in Arizona law. And uh, the, the people went crazy over that. The liberals went crazy over that. And uh, they... Uh, Uh-oh. Uh, that in a case called Arizona, and the federal government preempts uh, immigration. States can't do immigration. That that's there's subtleties to that, but that's the pretty much what it was. And so ever since then, our governor, our uh, and, and our law enforcement here in Texas has been saying, "Well, what can we do to protect the people of Texas without getting in trouble with the federal government?" Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, the federal government violates. Texas, I mean, federal immigration law. Uh, I mean, right now, Border Patrol, when they uh, catch somebody at the border, they have this thing called parole as an alternative to detention, which is essentially catch and release. Right. They process them and then they let them let them go, which is illegal. But uh, and, and now a federal judge is in one uh, district has said to do that anymore. So hopefully we may get that resolved. But the federal government is essentially uh, using our tax dollars 
to uh, assist uh, in going to partnership with the cartels in their human trafficking business. Yep. And they're using the, the people who legitimately just want to come here for a better life as pawns. Uh, they're making money off of them. They're raping them. They're, you know, they're p- putting them into uh, slavery when they get here because they can't pay up front. So they have to, they're obligated to pay and, and do what the cartels tell them to do after they get here. And, and, uh, and they're using, being used as diversion so that they slide the zone so that Border Patrol can, uh, gets, uh, preoccupied with right. processing them. While the bad guys who were bringing the the fentanyl that is poisoning they poisoned 107,000 Americans last year across the border. They bring sleeper cell agents across from all sorts of different agents across, and they're you know any of the illegal or the bad guys, the migrants or immigrants, uh, illegal immigrants as the diversion, and that's why we have to repel at the border. And Texas has got to do it. Well, why? So. What, what's this thing about? The invasion thing is uh, there's this kind of applause. In- mm, Tom, you're breaking up really bad. We may have lost you. Okay, no, nope, you're back there. Hold your phone wherever you're holding okay, it right now. Keep it right there. <laughs> oh, okay, good. All right, sorry. The, Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution has a reservation of power to the states at the end. Most of the Article 1, Section 10 says what states cannot do, what we agreed to when we entered the Union, we would, a state would not do. Mm-hmm. Stuff like, you know, have an army and stuff like that. Right. But but the, there's an unless clause in the very last sentence of mm-hmm. Article 1, Section 10. It says, unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger uh, as uh, circumstances, I can't remember the exact word, but right. it's imminent danger and uh, and uh, actual invasion. And so what that does is that's a, a reservation of power to the states to, to take care of their their citizens, for, to protect their citizens uh, under the circumstances we live there. And, uh, and that means that it's for the... Amendment reserved power to the states. This is, uh, you know, this was actually a part of the original Constitution before the Bill of Rights came along. And so this is the way we take it out of immigration status and put it into security status. Right. And then Texas can act independently without second guessing or permission from the federal government. Uh, and so that's that's the importance of Le- uh, Lois Kokor's uh, declaration of cartel invasion. Notice that this is nicely crafted uh, also to be an invasion by the cartels, which are the real enemy here. Uh, a lot of people have kind of, uh, on the left, have bristled uh, by saying oh, it's an invasion of immigrants. No, it's not an invasion of immigrants. It's it, This is an Im- invasion of the cartels. When they're bringing fentanyl across and, and uh, without people even knowing it, putting this fentanyl poisoning in, in pills that are purported to be something else, and then people take it for the first time uh, and they die. That's not an it. That's not a, a business transaction. That no. is an attack. That is a deliberate attack on the people of Texas using Chinese uh, CCP uh, pr- provided uh, precursors to make poison, which the cartels bring to the United States. And it's the uh, so many d- dangerous things, and uh, we're not just in imminent danger uh, from the border. The people of Texas are in clear and present danger, and we've got to t- be able to act independently 
and protect the people of Texas because the federal government won't do it, uh, even though they say they're responsible. Uh, and that's the, the beauty and the importance of Lois Kokor's declaration uh, that looks at the Senate. The question that you asked, of, though, is important, um, and that is, uh, you know, the, uh, our legislature likes to play the shell game sometimes. Mm. They use inter-branch uh, rival. Right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're losing. They just want to do it this way, and they won't agree, and nothing gets done. Right. Uh, and there is a danger that that can happen this time around, but I'm, uh, I, I'm a little more optimistic that they won't play those kind of games this time, partly because it appears that the governor is supporting uh, efforts both of Lois Kokorst and of uh, Matt, Sh- uh, Matt, uh, Matt Schaefer. Uh, get, when I start talking about Matt, I think about Matt Long. Matt <laughs> There's a lot of Matts uh, up there these days. <laughs> okay. But anyway, um, but I'm, it appears the governor is backing both of these initiatives, and I'm I'm hoping that we will pass both. That the the Senate will take up and do protection unit in the, in the yes. And that the House will take up the declaration. Uh, it, Matt Schaefer's HB 20 does have a limited declaration in it, but it's my opinion that we need the more robust, full-throated uh, declaration. Because when you think about what this declaration is, it really is the opening legal argument so that when you're dragged into federal court, you can say, look, uh, this is not immigration. This is security. This is uh, Article 1, Section 10. It's a reservation of power to the states. And we get to do what we want. Fred, a federal judiciary, you don't get to tell us that we can't do this. Mm. Uh, and, and and having that document, uh, that declaration passed, is a, a great way to set us up to make sure that no Texas uh, lawman or Texas Border Protection Unit uh, or, or military person uh, gets uh, sideways with the federal government when we do this. We so, want to be unified as Texas and take care of business here in Texas. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I'm looking at HB 20 at TLO right now, and it seems to yes. have about 50 co-authors on it. What's with the other uh, uh, 36 Republicans? Can you give me any, uh, just to play the devil's advocate here, can you give me any reason why, uh, for example, Andy Murr has signed on to this. Um, he's a uh, uh, representative in this listening area. The other representative in this listening area is Ellen Troxclair, and her name is not on this list. Is there some reason um, some Republicans would be holding off on this? Is there a poison pill? Is there something in there? that is frightening the other 36 Republicans away from it. When you get up Oh, Tom, I'm so sorry. Number. All right, go start again. Can you hear me? I can now. When you get in the top 20, HB 20, uh, from the speaker, that means this is blessed. It's yes. going to happen. Right. Okay. And so it's not necessary that you have every person sign on. And so I'm, I, I will give, uh, Troxclair and, uh, Mer, uh, a pass on having not signed on to this because they're going to vote for it. I guarantee you. And nobody's going to stop this. It's, it's, uh, HB 20 is going to make it through the House. The question right. is, and, and FDR 23 is going to make it through the Senate. So the question is, in the end game, are the House going to take care of the Senate and send it to the House so that we have a unified, 
a passage of something that the governor can implement when, okay. uh, when it gets to him. But so, uh, by the way, I will say that Troxler has impl- uh, filed two bills that implement uh, one part of the legislative priority of the of the Republican Party of Texas on border security. The very first sentence in there said that we need to cut off uh, taxpayer services to illegal aliens. Good. And Troxler, and Troxler is the only uh, legislator who has filed anything along those lines uh, this session uh, in both the House and the Senate. Uh, she, it, they're narrowly crafted bills. One says stop housing, Texas Housing Authority assistance to illegals, and the other says stop uh, legal services to illegals. But uh, she is to be credited with uh, that leadership as a freshman, and uh, and I'm, I'm, I think you guys in Gillespie should be proud of having her as your state representative. By the way, another Gillespie connection is, of course, your state senator, Pete Flores, is on the Border Security Committee and is the one uh, of the five that voted unanimously to take uh, the uh, SCR 23 out of border security uh, this le- uh, yesterday. And Good. he also has other legislation. Uh, there's a piece of legislation he just passed out of the Border Security Committee uh, this uh, last week or two. Uh, which uh, makes uh, cartels to be part of the, uh, the ga- essentially adds them to the gang designation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had street gangs up, and he's making them foreign terrorist organizations to be covered with some of this very restrictive stuff on gang operation and increases penalties for it. Uh, so uh, he's taking an active role as a, as a guy who's... Uh, worked in law enforcement on the border. Pete Flores is down for the struggle with border security. So, All right. Uh, that's a good thing. Um, so I want to be real clear. Andy Murr did. His name is on House Bill 20. Uh, in case we misspoke, Andy Murr's name is on House Bill 20. And uh, you gave us a great reply to Ellen Troxclair. And, yes, we are very proud of those two bills and many of the other bills she's filed as well. So we're out of time, but I want people to know how to get a hold of you, Tom. Where? Tell us about your website, social media, anywhere that people can get in touch with you and uh, maybe join in if you need people to testify or anything like that. How can people find Tom Glass? Okay, Texas Constitutional Enforcement on Facebook. I have a group and a page. The group is more active. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Tom G. Glass. Uh, on uh, our website for Texas Constitutional Enforcement, you can just Google Texas Constitutional Enforcement or use TX for Texas, CE for constitutionalenforcement.org, where we do a lot, do a lot of blogging and stuff about our legislative agenda. All right, folks, TXCE.org. Um, we'll get you the website and uh, check them out on all the other uh, social uh, platforms. Tom, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule and greetings to your wife. I haven't seen her in a while. So looking forward to seeing you next time uh, I am up at the Capitol. And thank you again, Tom. Thanks for all you do, Matt. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a short break, and uh, we will be right back. Rhinos hate him. Come out, come out, wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. Woo! 
we are back. Welcome to the jungle. Um, as I told you yesterday, uh, today the House is, um, it's called Budget Night. The uh, Speaker of the House told the members of uh, the House yesterday to get a good night's sleep. Um, and so I recommend yesterday that, oh, hold on. We got Andy Murray right here. Oops. Hold on. Let's see what we got here. This is, um, all right, never mind. I can't get the volume up. Um, we have uh, Andy Murray is leading the uh, pledges on the floor. He just uh, uh, is now uh, doing both the pledges. We'll, I, I can't hear the yeehaw. Ah, here, let's see what happens. Okay, I think I might have heard a yeehaw right at the very end there. But um, if you want to follow what's... Show now here excuses for absent members. Please excuse Mr. Slayton because of important business in the district on a motion of Mr. Slatchline. Is there objection? Chair, here's an order. Mr. Speaker. Mr. Doorkeeper. Mr. Speaker, I have a messenger from the Senate at the door of the House. Admit the messenger. Mr. Speaker, I'm directed by the Senate to inform the House that the Senate has taken the following action. The Senate has passed the following measures. SB 6, Schwartner, relating to the establishment of the Texas Energy Insurance Program and other funding mechanisms to support the construction and operation of electric generating facilities. All right, so what I wanted to do was kind of give you an idea. I wish I could have got Andy Murray doing the pledges. I just, I'm still learning how to push all the buttons over here. But what I want you to do is pay attention today to what's happening on the House floor. All right, let's see, I'm going to turn this up. The doctor of the day. There is a, uh, the doctor of the day is coming up. Didn't know they had a doctor of the day, um, so we'll uh, keep the volume turned down on that. But what I wanted um, uh, to, to get you to do today is to tune into TLO. This is the budget fight. This is where you're going to see where your representatives really stand on things um, because this is where the fight is. As Tom Glass mentioned earlier, we're going to have... Um, these bills that end up going through everything, the Republicans will all vote for those bills and they'll all get passed and your representative will come home and say, I voted for all those bills. And that is true and thank you for your vote. However, did you ever stand up and fight? Did you stand up, and I don't mean fight in the nasty way, did you stand up and defend the items that your uh, folks at uh, home are concerned about. Um, one of the issues today is there's going to be an attempt to, through the budget, to close the door to school choice. This is probably going to be the biggest argument today, um, is uh, they haven't had the school choice bill come up in the House yet, but if the House budget today if they take this amendment, and by the way, there are some, it's a Democrat amendment, but some of the Republicans are lining up behind it. Let's see what Dade has to say. Oh, that's his hammer, so we missed that. Um, but you need to go to capital.t.cap, easy for me to say, capital, that's with an O, capital.texas.gov. And over in the gray box, either in the middle or the right-hand side, it's going to show you where to tune in to the video and audio presentations from the House floor today. This will see, you will see the metal of your representative. Today, we will adjourn until Monday. Next week, we will convene at 2 p.m. on Monday, 10 a.m. on Tuesday, 
10 a.m. on Wednesday, 10 a.m. on Thursday, and 9 a.m. on Friday. Ah. We will have our first local in, uh, in consent calendar next Friday as well. All right, folks, um, we got to take out of here. Go follow today. See what your representative is doing uh, on the floor. And stay tuned, Floor Lorraine. And uh, we'll see you all in here tomorrow. I have a very special guest tomorrow. You're going to want to not want to miss tomorrow's show.